Good morning, everyone. Here's a couple of five minute morning minor. It's uh, a very wet Thursday, the 3rd of November. Actually, it's not just the rain. I can tell you the size of the puddles on the roads today was extraordinary. Um, yes, I cycled to work and got soaked. How are you, Paul? I'm fine. I haven't cycled to work and got soaked, but it is pretty soggy over here. Uh, the puddles were extraordinary. Anyway, we not on that. We're actually going to go back and we're going to talk a lot more about lithium. This is becoming a lithium podcast. It's not. It's a five minute morning minor. But I mean, there are a couple of things that have really caught my eye this morning on lithium. The first is that Canada is actually basically telling the Chinese where to go, isn't it, with uh, three of their um, lithium mines. Do you want to just explain that one, Paul? Yes, uh, Canada has uh, done a security evaluation of various uh, dealings uh, of uh, in the lithium sector, upstream uh, lithium uh, sector, and has decided that it's asking three different Chinese companies in order to divest uh, their interests in specific companies and projects. Uh, this, uh, they did say that this doesn't mean it's a blanket thing uh, as far as uh, companies or as far as um, China is concerned, but uh, they also wouldn't say what the issues were that were causing them to uh, uh, ask them to divest those investments uh, due to national security grounds. Uh, but the companies involved uh, are um, Power Metals, Ultra Lithium, and Lithium Chile, and the uh, Chinese firms are Sino Mines, Changse Lithium, and Zanji Mining Investment. So I suspect what it is, is probably it's some kind of technology or disclosure risk in connection with military tech or contracts, or by chance uh, where the company has a um, cyber access connection into Canadian government systems. Uh, and the USA is and the UK also have similar sorts of national security concerns concerning this. Well, we do have national security concerns. The trouble in the UK is our government does absolutely bugger all. Uh, and we are in a Cold War too. Uh, those that uh, only listen to the Five Minute Morning Minor don't hear my other uh, commentaries. I've been saying this for some time. Actually, you know, when you look at something like this and you look at Cornwall and you see all the critical metals we have down there, why hasn't our government stepped in and said, you know what, we've got to keep this for the, the British and we've got to make sure it happens. Eventually they might, and if they don't, maybe the Americans will. We do know that the American Defense Department has been down to Tungsten West. Uh, they are looking to refill their tungsten stockpile, and obviously that is a very natural source for them to, to get it from. Um, but back on lithium, and by the way, the lithium carbonate price is still going up every day this week. Uh, it's getting higher and higher. Um, one of our clients is on the TSX, uh, but American Lithium, uh, client of VSA Capital. Um, Paul, they had quarterly results today, didn't they? Yes, they did. Uh, uh, some of the key point there is that uh, they had an operating uh, loss for the period of 10.7 million, three month period to the end of August. Cash retained at period end was 42.3 million. Otherwise, uh, just a summary of a lot of the press releases that they had issued in the past three months, although. I did want to say, too, that they have reached a negotiated settlement with the Ontario Securities Commission concerning dealings of Plateau Energy prior to its absorption into American Lithium a little while ago, which brought that Falchoni project into American Lithium. And uh, 
plateau and executives have agreed to pay administrative penalties of three quarters of a million dollars plus the court costs of 300,000 uh, of the Ontario Securities Commission. But it does uh, put the, the uh, litigation or um, activity, uh, regulatory activity behind them at this point. Yeah, they'll actually be over towards the end of this month, I think. Um, so if anybody wants to see them do, let us know. Uh, it is a, a very large company. It's a sort of billion dollar company. Um, so it's actually pretty interesting, even though it's on the TSX, uh, to meet to hear what's going on. Um, OK, uh, that's quite a lot of lithium talk as usual. Um, I want to just briefly mention Farfinch because they've run into a few problems, haven't they, Paul? Yes, they have. Uh, they've been trying now for at least six months in order to uh, make arrangement to recapitalize uh, the uh, operating subsidiary uh, Marilla SA for the Marilla Gold Mine in Mali. But they admit today that they have been uh, unsuccessful in, in uh, getting uh, terms that they would find uh, acceptable to the board and shareholders. So they've decided they will give up and write the interest there the parent company interest in Marilla SA down to nil. As a result, they suspect that that operating subsidiary will file for insolvency. And the parent company then also mentions that it's looking for a new business focus at this point. Yeah, um, okay. Um, now, just very quickly, it may be worth commenting upon ASX listed Lepidico. They're actually a, a more of a, a technology firm in a way for accessing the lithium out of the micas. Um, but it's obviously one that Cornish Lithium, they have the uh, the rights to the Lepidico technology um, over the English China clay pits owned by Emirates, if Emirates decided to use them. Um, what have they said today, Paul? Well, they've had a placing, haven't they? Yes, they've had a placing and a very successful one at that, well, heavily oversubscribed, such that they had to ratchet back the participants on that placing. And they've also uh, sent out an amended prospectus too, uh, in order to uh, raise a further top up of 7.3 million, in order to bring the total between the two fundings of 19 million dollars. And uh, this money will go toward the uh, further uh, design engineering uh, work uh, on the uh, Abu Dhabi. Um, um, treatment facility uh, for converting lithium mica into lithium chemicals and as well as uh, get the stage two um, EPCM work underway on the Karabib uh, mine uh, for its phase two expansion uh, plans, uh, the Karabib uh, mine being down in Namibia. Okay, also just worth mentioning that Sierra Madre uh, on the TSX, uh, which is again as a client of VSA Capital, um, they're just slightly, uh, they're just amending the terms slightly, aren't they, between uh, a deal between them and First Majestic, aren't they, Paul, down in Mexico? Yeah. Yes, that's right, Sierra Madre buying a mine from uh, uh, First Majestic, and uh, it looks like there's some delay on getting some consents from the Mexican government. Uh, which is uh, causing a um, issue with the agreed terms of the um, deal as it was announced. So uh, they've put a statement out today that says uh, as 
previously they, it was intended that the 2% NSR to First Majestic on the mine would be issued concurrently with the closing of the acquisition because the the press the contingency is based on gaining the uh, uh, Mexico uh, permissions, but uh, that, those seem to be delayed. So they will go ahead and issue the two percent NSR terms now, and append yet for the uh, permissions. All right, we'll call it a day there, Paul. Um, uh, so uh, we'll speak again tomorrow. Very good. See you then.